So during that pre-mass announcement this morning about uh, our relics display, somebody in the back said they heard, if you want more information about the relics, just see Father Richard. Thanks a lot. So I guess I'm the relic uh, of the group. But I have uh, had a long life already, right? When I was a freshman in college, way back in 1984, I majored in political science and history, and my appetite for the news was ravenous and insatiable. I couldn't get enough of it. I was fascinated by world events. One of the stories during the spring of my freshman year was that Hezbollah terrorists kidnapped a man by the name of Terry Anderson, a Middle East correspondent for the Associated Press in Lebanon. Physically and psychologically tortured for six years, Anderson was chained to a bed or to a wall, largely stripped of his clothing every day of those six years. And he was blindfolded so that he would never know or see his whereabouts. So there he sat, a fallen away Catholic, incidentally, too sophisticated in his adulthood for his childhood faith, blindfolded in the darkness, but deprived, of, but deprived of his ability to see his surroundings, Anderson spent those years engaged in a physical, a spiritual journey within himself that was marked by an ever-deepening insight and renewal of his faith. Slowly he began to discover again the inner light of grace that was given to him at baptism. And God enabled him to see with eyes of faith and his dark world began to change. Curiously, he even began to look upon his captors with a sense of compassion and forgiveness. Eventually, this interior conversion led him to see again with the eyes of faith. And it led Anderson to seek reconciliation, healing, and forgiveness from God. Conveniently for him, Anderson was imprisoned by the terrorists, by a Catholic priest from Illinois, who was not only a counselor to him, but spiritually handed him the grace and the gift of the sacrament of reconciliation or confession. And during his incarceration, Anderson, a gifted writer, penned a reflection that is as relevant today as it was 30 years ago. Where is faith found, he wrote. In childish times, it's easier for a child believes what he's told. But children grow and soon begin to see too much that doesn't match the simple tales and not enough of what's behind their parents' words. There is no God, the cynics say. We made him up for our need and for fear of death. A mystery, the priests all say, as they point to, to saints that prove their point of faith in acts of love and sacrifice. But what of us who are not saints, only common sinners? And what of those who in their need and pain cry out to God, yet go on suffering? I do not know. I wish I did. I can only say that once in my life, in my own need, I felt a light and a warm, loving touch in the darkness that eased my soul and banished doubt and let me go on. It is not proof. There can be none. Faith is what you find when you're alone and yet discover that you're not alone. In today's gospel, another man thought he was alone, but he was not alone. He's deprived of his physical sight, and he made the same discovery. And he invites the church to share in his spiritual journey 
that is much like Terry Anderson's. For we are often held hostage by sin, pride, fear, selfishness, greed, or being blindfolded to indifference to the needs of others. We are also invited on the road with Jesus during his final journey to Jerusalem through a town called Jericho, an ancient city 15 miles from Jerusalem. Jericho was a city of great wealth and beauty, and still today I've been there. It is filled with fresh fruits and vegetables due to wells of water. And in the Middle East, wherever there is water, people gather. The Mosaic Law required every Jewish male from 12 years and up that lived within 15 miles of Jerusalem to attend the Passover. And those who were exempt from the Jerusalem pilgrimage would line the roads to greet and encourage pilgrims as they passed. Beggars also capitalized on the increased traffic to beg for food and for money, including a blind man named Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus. It is not by coincidence that the blind Bartimaeus follows, uh, follows last Sunday's story of James and John and their great ambition and their request for positions of primacy on Jesus' right and left in the coming kingdom. Mark links the two contrasting stories. James and John, although possessing physical sight, do not see Jesus for who he is. In their pride, they are also deaf to Jesus' message. Bartimaeus, on the other hand, physically blind and materially poor, sees. He recognizes Jesus as the promised Messiah. And instead of asking for power and glory, he seeks healing and mercy, and it is granted to him. The story of Bartimaeus is the last healing miracle recorded in St. Mark's Gospel. And when the people told Bartimaeus the news of Jesus' passage through the city, he screamed out for Jesus' attention. He has nothing to lose as he shouts his remarkable prayer of faith, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus hears his voice crying out in the noise of the crowd. But who... Uh, who would have expected a messianic greeting from a blind beggar in Jericho? In spite of the crowd's objections, Jesus stopped and recognized Bartimaeus' faith and calls him over. The people report Jesus' invitation to Bartimaeus, and he enthusiastically jumps up and runs to Jesus, addressing him as the son of David, which is a messianic title in ancient times. And the beggar publicly identifies Jesus as the Messiah. When Jesus calls Bartimaeus, the scriptures tell us, throws off his cloak, his only possession, which protected him from the heat and the cold. It was literally his home. And in throwing off his cloak, he gave up everything, putting his complete trust in Jesus the Nazarene. It is a sign that he is throwing off his old life in the same way Peter, James, and John left their fishing boats and nets when Jesus called them. So the question is, do we have the same energy, trust, enthusiasm, and complete uh, faith when Jesus calls us? What would we give up? What would we ask for if Jesus asked, what do you want me to do for you? 
You know, this week I had far, heard far more conversations about the lottery than I did for, for Jesus, for example. But Bartimaeus confidently says, Master, I want to see, which is code for, I want the faith to see what you see. And Jesus rewards his faith by restoring his physical, but most importantly, his spiritual sight, which prompts him to follow Jesus joyfully along the road, which is the sign of Christian discipleship. Today's gospel presents Bartimaeus as our model in faith in modern times. He was a man of faith and vision, a man unafraid to recognize his need for healing as he cries out, I want to see. And Bartimaeus invites us to follow him up the road with Jesus. There is an old proverb that says it best as we begin to close this liturgical year with the story of Bartimaeus. It goes, a blind man who sees is better than a seeing man who is blind.